Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Mother She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Yay! Today I am so excited. Guess who's here? My bestie, Steph Walton. Can't wait to talk to her. But before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, listener-funded, and woman-run. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get two bonus What's Up episodes per week. Kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and talk about whatever is on my mind. There's also an ad-free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit patreon.com slash start me up. Now please enjoy my conversation with Steph Walton. Welcome back to the show, Stephanie. It's been a minute. (laughs) No kidding. You know, it's funny because last week I had booked somebody for Thursday and then they canceled on me on Wednesday. And so I said, I, I did a poll and I asked all the Patreon people, I'm like, hey, do you mind if I just don't even try to get a guest? Because it's such a fucking hassle when I do that. Um, you know, it's like if you ask someone at two o'clock in the afternoon, it's almost a guarantee when you need their reply immediately, they won't reply for like six hours. And then right. when they do reply, they can't make it. So it's like, like have, oh, sorry. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> it's like scrounging around trying to figure out. So anyway, somebody said you like they mentioned did you have you on and it's like oh I just wish I wish I could just do it in the week but we have to do it on Sundays and that's what we're doing right now that's right that's so dedication and that's like I thought you know what I haven't talked to Stephanie in so long and I know you've got your job and you've got your mom and you've got your family and your kids and all that so uh we only have a little bit of time like there's only a little time but we we made it work for today and I'm so happy so how are you doing? I mean, Me I know too. how you're doing, but tell everybody how you're doing. <laughs> um, I I ride an emotional roller coaster on a daily basis now. I mean, like yeah. like all of us do. Yes. Uh, it's funny because I I just started really um, realizing the trauma of the last yep. I don't know how many you know 8 years yes. like it's it you, remember when when this whole thing first started and you and I were pod, doing the podcast together a lot and we were talking to different journalists and different writers and people who have you know who are, are invested in on our side and they were mm-hmm. like just stay with it yeah don't give up it's going to you know give it just a, just give it another year we're going to be okay and it's like 8 years in and I'm just I know I'm I've got like some post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. over all of the bullshit um you know starting with uh in 2015 when my son asked if if trump was elected are we going to be deported oh my god i remember and 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 then and now and i was just listening as i was getting ready for this i was my congresswoman um barbara lee the icon that she is was on jonathan capehart's show this morning so i was like doing last night's dishes don't laugh <laughs> and uh and listening to her talk about um uh tyree nichols mm-hmm. and and then you know there's so that you know how do we how do we get past that i know as as a people mm-hmm. as a society that has just this you know we've got you know everywhere you turn you've got this completely insane republican party the new norm of the republican party mm-hmm. where what was left of the you know the more um you know the old school republicans yeah. right which weren't my favorites anyway but right. they you know at least you could have a conversation and they could at be shamed yeah and they could be shamed and they could be yeah 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 exactly sorry yes <laughs> um and, and and i so and then i have a family and i and i have my own you know i'm i i work at planned parenthood and we're we're scrambling to make sure that you know, we're doing all the right things to sh- secure funds to make sure that people who don't have health insurance have health care, mm-hmm. to make sure that people who are coming from out of state where they don't have access to reproductive care, uh, reproductive health care, that, you know, this is like a real thing. It's everywhere you turn. Mm-hmm. And then we have, you know, police in this country that will kill with their bare hands yeah. innocent black men. Yes. And and I, you know, and, oh, NPS. Roe was overturned, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, so so. I mean, not to like 
hey, welcome back, Steph. Um, <laughs> but you know, are, are you are 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 your listeners glad I'm here? I, I hope uh, we can just start continue to have these conversations because I think the only way um, we get through this is by continuing to talk about it and then and then being you know doing the work. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this this tirade with something <laughs> super super positive so yesterday um you know my husband and i live in oakland california Mm -hmm. and um we were invited to go hear cory booker speak Mm -hmm. around the corner from our house Mm -hmm. and you know cory is up for (laughs) cory Senator Booker, <laughs> <laughs> Senator, Senator Booker is up for re-election in two years, and you know he—he's probably a shoe in but like mm-hmm. we can't take anything for granted anymore yeah. with all this voter suppression and and shit. But um, so he's raising money. Obviously, they always are raising money in you know so that he can run for re-election and that he can get behind other candidates who are you know like-minded candidates who who believe in democracy and so he comes out to essentially stump and and what he ends up doing is just inspiring a, a backyard full of hungry you know democracy loving people yeah and that that dude <laughs> is the most yes. inspiring yeah and Dare, sincere, I mean, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, 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 we were first. First of all, people are crying, yeah, because he's talking about the real stuff, right? And that makes you cry, yeah. And then he's talking about humanity, and 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 people were asking about gun violence, and he was like praising moms, moms demand, and he said, mm-hmm. you know, it's the community groups that move the needle because mm-hmm. it's the community groups that are out there voting, and and people like John Corden can't ignore them anymore because yeah. he'll lose if he does yeah. so it's it's moving the needle with some of these you know these lunatics these power hungry you you know let's mm-hmm. we know who they are mm-hmm. they all look the same yeah <laughs> right they all have the same profile right yeah um and so he he praised that but then he talked about um uh how his work in the the senate and in congress um talking with people across the aisle and seeing their humanity mm-hmm. and 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 he said if we fail to see the humanity yeah. in people that we oppose right then we lose then we lose a bit of our own humanity He's right yes and i mean like you know i wanted to i felt like i was at, you know in church <laughs> honestly like it was so good <laughs> and then we all you know and then we all got to go get go through the line and get selfies with him and I swear <laughs> to God like I, I'm like can I hug you <laughs> Jesus what's wrong with me no he and, uh, I get it, it yeah. Corey is so fucking awesome he is just he is such a like he's just all emotion and he's completely sincere and you can tell and he's amazing he's amazing he's amazing he's my husband and I were both just like okay what do we have to do yeah because it's those kind of leaders you know that that like we he 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 infuses his positivity Mm -hmm. into his audience Mm -hmm. because he's so freaking smart yeah but he's so like heart on his sleeve, but with with and, and, and so you know operates with purpose. Yeah. And his purpose is like love. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I, I hope that doesn't sound dorky. no, no, it, and it is because I mean, when Katanji uh, Brown Jackson, I always want to call her Katanji Jackson Brown. When Katanji Brown Jackson, you know, when that whole thing was going on, when she was going through her, uh, um, what's it called? Fuck, what's it called when they ask her the questions? confirmation the confirmation um, hearings yeah the confirmation hearings yeah um you know his words were so poignant and they were so i mean he's you know he was just talking about how important it was and how he had her back and i mean you know how i can't remember the words he used but so inspiring i mean i fucking love cory booker it's like there are certain people i think he is like there's something about him that it's like very emotional you know, he, he brings that emotion right to the surface. But then there's yes. peop- that there's also people like you look at Hakeem Jeffries and you look at Beta O'Rourke, the, all those people. I mean, I'm just talking about men right now. I've only mentioned men because mm. there's a million women, too. 
but it's like you mentioned Katanji. Katanji, that's true. But the these people, these kinds of Democrats, I think are. I mean, they're younger right now. Like they're all a little bit younger, meaning they're not in their seventies, and they just have this. um, I don't know. It's the energy that they have, and it is extremely inspiring. And I, I hope, you know, I mean, look, this was fucking brutal. What happened to Tyree Nichols is. You know, when, when the video dropped, I I thought, okay, I, I questioned. I mean, I, I didn't share it. And, you know, people on Twitter went back and forth. Like some said, I'm not going to watch it. You don't have to watch it. It's a snuff film. And then there was a woman who commented on my tweet when I said that I wasn't going to tweet it out. She said that she was making her 11-year-old child watch it because she wanted her 11-year-old child to understand the reality and the brutality of this world. And of course, some people came down on her for that. And I certainly didn't. And, you know, I know some people might not agree with her choice, but I understand it because I do think it's extremely important. And each parent would have to decide, you know, at what age, you know, would they feel like, okay, this would be something I would want my kid to see. That is an individual choice. And I am certainly not going to condemn a parent for making that choice. Um, but, you know, I mean, as a kid, there were things that I saw that were horrifying. I mean, I was just thinking about this the other day. You know, I was a little girl in Maryland and we lived when I was like maybe three, four years old. We lived downtown, which was kind of like bohemian, but it was downtown, you know, so there's more there's going to be more crime downtown. There's just there's more people. So there's just going to be more of everything. And so, you know, I was introduced to homeless people and. And I remember, you know, seeing homeless people, especially older homeless people, when I was like three or four years old. And I think what that does, it it does let you know right off the bat, this world can be fucking cruel. Mm-hmm. This world can be cruel. And it is it is jarring and uncomfortable to see it. But I think it's important that we look at it now. Um I wouldn't like my I don't think my mother should watch it because my mom's already convinced you know you're already convinced I'm already convinced but I thought well I uh, maybe I should look at this uh, because I need to see it even though I recognize that this goes on I couldn't you know I watched some of it I couldn't watch it all and it was it was awful and then I know Rex Chapman posted after they fucking beat him to a pulp they were all laughing about it like it was just I didn't yeah. Oh my God. That that's that's what people I think that that's what people maybe should watch. Yeah. So that they're so that they get disgusted and stay disgusted. If yeah. they're not already disgusted. Um I was listening to the press conference. Um his and, fucking and mother attorney, oh the, my the God. Attorney, his mother would have you know, Oh she my was God. just so real and so yes. I can't I, I, I and and I just can't. Um, here we go. Hmm. I, it doesn't. You don't even have to say as a mother. I know. You just have to say as a human being. Yeah. I know. I know. He was going home. He was eighty yards from his house. He was calling for his mom, hoping that she would hear him. I know. I know. You know. I and said he, I. Oh, yeah. and, and they were, you know, like they're spraying each other in the eyes. Mm-hmm. One of them's limping. Is it because he kicked him so hard? I don't know. Was he limping because he's just like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, it's the culture. Back, mm-hmm. back to what I started mm-hmm. to say, which is during the press conference, Ben Crump said, "Call out the culture." Mm-hmm. Yes. Call out the culture. Yes. Disband those hardcore scorpion type units yes. that that are brought in to wreak havoc right to to and and i just i just god almighty i just don't even know well it just I don't, the reform has to be how police are trained because it's like they're trained and and first of all we all have to recognize i mean first of all we need cops right we need police so this is not an anti police sentiment here but there is an anti police sentiment in that you know you, this whole one bad apple thing is a bullshit argument because if there's one bad apple for the most part that bad apple destroys the whole bunch 
because people are complicit. They look away. They don't do, you know, you're afraid to speak up. And, you know, you have good cops out there, and I've known good cops. I used to fucking date a good cop. Sure. And, and so it's like, but you've got those good cops, and they know if they speak up, they're going to lose their job. And they've got a mortgage, and they've got kids in school, and so they're not going to speak up. And so the way it's, that we train it's them. The, it's the culture. It's, it's the culture, yes. And so we absolutely have to reform this. And, yeah, it's going to – in order to be a police officer, I mean, you need to have a certain kind of psyche. You know, I mean, it's kind of like that fine line thing because you have to be prepared to, you know, put your life on the line. You, you might have to fucking kill someone. And unfortunately, you know, there are cops out there. The guy that I used to go out with, he never killed anybody. I don't even know that he ever shot anybody. But um, still, you know, there there is that chance. And some people, don't, they want it. They want the fight. You know, I mean, and unfortunately, there are white supremacists out there that go join the police, you know, uh, the police so force they can, so, they, so can they can do this. People of color. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is, I mean, this is hard for me to talk about because I'm a white privileged woman. But, you know, I've seen other black people on Twitter saying, um, you know, just because these officers were black doesn't mean this isn't systemic racism. And, and it's it's beyond racism at this point. Like you said, it's this entire culture of the police are kind of just like trained to view the public as as their enemy. And, you know, there's this story. My mom, one time when we were living in, I was living in Glendale, which is uh, their police. It was Glendale, California, and the police in Glendale, California are not very friendly. Let's just say that. And... They, you know, my mom goes out to her car. She was at my apartment. She went out to her car and seen that it was hit and run. And I guess there was, uh, I can't remember the exact deal with it, but I think somebody left a note on her car or somebody saw it. It was not the woman who hit her. And it was an Armenian woman who hit her. And somebody left a note and said, here's the, the driver's license. So my mom calls the police and they get this woman. Um, and, and, and Glendale is a, a, there's a, I think that's the highest um, Armenian population in the United States and so these cops were not Armenian and so my mom was pissed because this woman hit her car and she wanted the woman to get whatever you know legal action citation whatever it was so the cops didn't do anything as far as give her a citation but they humiliated her and she was with her son they humiliated her i think they made her get down on the ground or something and look under the i can't remember what they did but um because she's she lied about it and then you know but then she was caught and so my mom was when they started humiliating her my mom said to the police officers you know i just want her to get a ticket and the cop looked at my mom and i mean he my mom understood immediately. He said, you just need to shut the, you know, you need to shut up and stay out of it. And my mother understood right then. This woman never got a citation. She just got humiliated. And my mother's like, I didn't want her to get humiliated. And, and this guy threatened her. You know, it was a threatening, menacing thing. And it was like, so he, you know, my mom understood, okay, I got to shut up now or I'm going to get in fucking trouble. And so it's like, you know, I want to be very clear. A, yes, we need police. We need people to call when we're robbed, when something happens. We need the police. And, and we all know, oh, my God, not all fucking police are bad. We know that. But that doesn't matter. What matters is there are enough bad apples. There is this culture going on that they are using military-style weapons, the machismo, the, the toxic masculinity and I'm not talking about straight up masculinity I'm talking about the toxic variety of masculinity and you know it it needs to be dealt with and I mean I don't know what we're gonna do how do how do we do that there's a way to it but how do we get there you know how do we yeah. get there well I mean was Cory Booker saying anything specifically about that um yeah I mean it's it, it has to be uh, the the culture has to be corrected. It has to you know all the things yeah. that you know you cannot. Um, it, they're given absolute power, right? Yeah. To take to to take someone to take someone's life. Yeah. If 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 necessary, I'm doing the air quotes. Is it right. is it necessary? That was not um, necessary. On a, on a traffic stop, is no. it necessary to humiliate a person of color just because you can? Right. That's cultural. 
that is. Yes. That that that. And so, wh- how like you said at the start of of the the rant, um, you know, <laughs> that you got to train them differently. Yeah. And there needs to be a standard. And and I do agree. You know, there are people. There's the all cops are bad cops, and and there's yeah. you know the the folks who who want to abolish yeah. the police. Um, I I feel like certain people, you know, I, I ran for office. I've had this conversation with a lot of people in Oakland where, you know, shit's going down. My best friend lives in a in a neighboring district where the 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 Valero gas station a block and a half from her house, seven people were shot two weeks ago. Wow! Like she go she she fills her car up there. Yeah. You know, there's a deli there where she goes in that same that same little corner lot mm-hmm. like it, it, she could have she could have been one you know first of all cities are i mean where where do we begin but like mm-hmm. oakland is awash in illegal guns yeah so so you know cory booker talked about yesterday there are 120 guns per in per one american wow okay they talked about taxing um one person brought up what if you just put the tax so high on the sale of the gun that it becomes impossible to to buy them mm-hmm. um there you know if somebody wants a gun to go commit mm-hmm. a, a mass murder they're going to find a way to get that gun right. the money isn't going to be the object right, right they'll just charge right. it put yes. it on the credit card that they yes. just applied for or yeah. you know who knows it, we need we need comprehensive background checks mm-hmm. yeah. we need you know an assault weapons ban we need he, he brought up an old and I've seen this skit before um, not skit but this uh, stand up routine by Chris Rock it's like oh, you know, the, make the, the bullets, bullets make the yeah. bullets so expensive yeah. that the, the criminal says well I'd shoot you but I can't afford it right you know what yeah. what do we what yeah. do we do there are so many things I personally like I have a very good friend who mentioned the other day um, it's a man but you know, he said, "When are when are Zach and I going to get our guns to protect our families?" And I'm like, "No, mm-hmm. we're not. We're not. I'm not buying into that. Mm-hmm. That that's just me personally. Yeah, I don't. I'm, there there will never be a gun in my home. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I and that's just where I, and and I understand there are people who are. You know, I have friends that have guns that go out mm-hmm. and shoot for sport mm-hmm. at, at targets or clay pigeons. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at them. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I that's 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 totally different mm-hmm. um but i i i i'm just so you know a six-year-old brings a gun to school mm-hmm. and shoots his teacher and yeah. showed the gun told told other little kids in the in the class at recess he's six by the way yeah. six yeah when my daughter was six like and my son was six like i, I don't i i can't even fathom that shit I know. that toddler that got a hold of the gun i think it was in indiana with the diaper on walking around the apartment <sighs> complex holding a gun like i i uh, what the hell fuck kind of place is this it's it, just it, it's, it's, so it's, ir- it's irresponsible people having guns that makes it like you know we can't we we i just don't think people should have fucking guns in their houses yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what i think you want to protect yourself let's get let's get the guns off the streets how do we begin to do that i don't know you know, make the make the make the punishment for getting caught bringing illegal guns, selling illegal guns. Make the you know make the insurance uh, policy and the onus on the seller of the guns. That would change the industry pretty quickly, right? Yes, it would. If some right, I mean, you got to have insurance to drive a car. You should have to have insurance to buy a gun. Yes, you absolutely and, should. And- that would change so much. There is so much that we could do. And it doesn't mean it's going to fix everything and be perfect, but we could absolutely change what needs, right. you know, uh, the, the big, the big things that need to be changed. We could make huge dents in them and right. we need to do that. And uh, I mean, I want to go back to what you said um, about these past eight years, but actually first we have to take a quick break and we will be back after this message hey this is kimberly if you're not already my patron just visit patreon.com slash start me up you can take a look at all the tiers and decide how you want to support the show thank you so 
I'm Mo Rocca, and I'm excited to announce season four of my podcast, Mobituaries. I've got a whole new bunch of stories to share with you about the most fascinating people and things who are no longer with us. From famous figures who died on the very same day to the things I wish would die, like buffets, all that and much more. Listen to Mobituaries with Mo Rocca wherever you get your podcasts. So much. Okay, we're back. Um, so yeah, uh, the I just can't get over how everything. I mean, if Hillary Clinton had just won, I mean, I don't know what would have happened, right? I don't know if the Republicans would find a way to boot her out. If if she would have won re-election, I don't know what would have gone down. I don't know if we would have seen the kinds of things we saw with Joe Biden. We might have. I mean, I know that the Barack Obama, his, the fact that he became a president, the fact that he's a, an intelligent, I mean, intelligent is just like, he's, he's so much, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's so fucking incredibly smart and, you know, Harvard was, he's like a Harvard. What was he? What was he? The, he went, he did, he went to Harvard law school. He wrote the law review. Yes. Yeah, or he was the editor. Whatever. Editor, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't speak. That I mean, language, it's, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like way beyond uh, me. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm happy and, I got a four year. And degree. God forbid like, his you know, skin like, color was not appropriate for some of the racist fucks in this country. And some, yeah. Just the handful of racists. Exactly. In the country. Um, and we saw that happening. It was taking place while he was president with the Tea Party. And unfortunately, we were not, the, especially during his presidency, the Democrats were just fucking asleep. I mean, we got him in for a second one, but we didn't give him the power that he needed with the Congress. We just let that all slip away. And unfortunately, that's just what we did. And I don't want to hear the whiny people going, don't blame that. Don't blame the voters. No, you guys didn't show up. If you showed showed up, up. Yeah, if you showed up, I'm not talking to you. I showed up. But as a whole, Democrats didn't show up. And we fucking lost 20. We lost them. We lost what it was the House, I think, in in the first round. And then the second midterms, we lost the Senate. It was or it was reversed. But um, yeah, we we fucked up. We did not. And we could have we could have showed up and we could have given it to him. And you know what? The, the Supreme Court would look different now. Everything would be different. But it is what it is. And yes, it's been extremely upsetting. And it's like, I don't know what to think about my future. I really don't. I don't know what to expect because, you know, on one hand, you can look at it like this. You could say, well, there's been other times in history where, you know, civil, you know, different parts of civilization have gone through, whether it's the Holocaust or, you know, the Civil War or whatever it is, like horrible things where people died and they hate each other and they fight and all this. And then eventually it, it ends and, you know, we, we get through it and eventually there's change. But, you know, who knows with climate right now? the way it is it's i don't think we have all the time in the fucking world to figure shit out we got to get our shit together now because you know according to what scientists are saying and i know that they're not always 100 percent accurate with their timing in fact some of them that have expected certain horrible things to happen you know in 50 years happen in 10 sometimes it's the reverse but, you know, they, they can only guess. But ultimately, wh- where we are now with our climate is we're in some, for some shit. We could, re- we could well, really make some positive changes, but th- we're still going to be in for shit. <laughs> well, we're here's, here's the deal. I mean, the first one of the first things Booker said to this California audience yesterday was he, he wanted to address the um, the the climate issues and the, mm-hmm. the rains and the flooding and all the shit that, that went down here a couple weeks ago and the, the gun violence that mm-hmm. was those were his two leading you know mm-hmm. comments and uh i have to tell you i can't imagine like we're gonna have to do some shoring up mm-hmm. around here like we're gonna need a new roof mm-hmm. and that's a really expensive yeah. Yeah. and we're gonna have to do some stuff to keep our shit from from flooding i mean we gotta you know dump a few hundred bucks into getting our gutters clean before the next big dump. Like these are things like it's climate change is expensive too. And think about being someone who's uh, on, you know, like, you know, so many Americans are, you know, paycheck to paycheck. One of these, one of these fixes could, could break them. 
and financially. And it's like, um, I don't know how we're going to piecemeal this together to make sure that our house doesn't have a major mm-hmm. leak or shit doesn't slide down the hill. I mean, it, it's, and, and you know, it, it's just, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. And it's also, you know, it's, it's impossible to be poor and, and to, to thrive, survive in this country and in this climate, mm-hmm. not just climate, climate, but like, how, how do you live in this society? Mm-hmm that doesn't have your back and that doesn't support a person by, by helping them. You know, I, Julian Castro used to always say, we, we, we should build a society where people have an opportunity to thrive, not just survive Mm -hmm. right through, you know, living wage jobs, universal healthcare, you know, uh, affordable housing, like all these things, they all, everything's tied. Everything's tied together. Bodily autonomy, voting rights like all this shit is inextricably linked and we are not doing a good job helping american people thrive yeah or even have an opportunity to sorry it's all tied together do you yes. agree or am i a no I, I totally okay. agree i totally agree and it, and it it's just um i don't know it's just difficult it, you know i mean i'm having just like you were saying it's the roller coaster i'm up and down i'm up and down i'm up and down and then, okay, I'm just going to go off into a little personal tangent here. So when you're, when you're having a hard time just because of the things that are happening in the world and politics and whatnot, then all the things that happen in your personal life, you know, especially when they're uncomfortable, are magnified. So um, as my listeners are very familiar with, and they're going to hear a patrons only more detail, but I've had issues with my fucking car now since last summer. So I'm just going to give the quick overview. Last summer, driving on the highway, my car starts shaking and like violently shaking. So it takes a month and, you know, I don't know how much fucking money I spent, but it takes a month. They figure out what's wrong with it. It was the master cylinder, blah, blah, blah. So then um, I'm like, all right, I've got to figure out what I'm doing here. And everybody knows I I now have a job, a, a separate job outside of this podcast and I got it because I just thought, well, you know what? I'm going to have to get a new car at some point. And so my goal was I want to save up, right? I want to save up for a car, have a real hefty down payment. And because everything's going to go up now, I'm going to, I'm going to have a car payment. I'm going to have my insurance is going to go up. So I would prefer to just put this big, 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 huge savings toward, you know, a down payment. And so anyway, on Monday, no, uh, I, I should say on it was the fifteenth. I go to my mom's house and it was on Sunday, and I fucking left the light on in my car. So I go out in the morning to go home, and it doesn't start. And so the long story on that was when it did, I had to get the tow guy to start it, and it was weird because my mom has one of these starters. It's not the uh, those fuck. Why can't I remember the name of it? Those plugs that you connect the cars with. What are they called? You know, plugs that not you, plugs, I, I, but like the things to 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 jumpstart the jump ca- jumpstart cables. Oh, jumper cables. Okay, jumper, jumper cables. cables. Thank you. Okay, so I can <laughs> yeah, never. I like, can, oh my god, I'm so dumb. <laughs> I can't remember words. So, the, you know, she doesn't have jumper cables. Jumpster. So <laughs> exactly. I know. I know. I know. I think Beth always remembers that. But um, but yes, so that happens to me constantly. So, <laughs> excuse me. So we. She doesn't have jumper cables, but she had. The, the jumper that you plug in, right? It's electronic. So my mom's jumper thing, when she had a dead battery that needed to be replaced, it her car started. My car didn't. And it did, it, the lights came on, it click, 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 click. But no, So the guy comes, right, the tow guy. Now he also has whatever, I think he had a battery charger. So he does charge my car and it started. But oh my God, the violent shaking. There was violent shaking. And he looked at me, he's like, does your car always do this? And I thought, what car always does this? No car does this. So then it sta- It remained on and then it stopped shaking. Um, of course, then the check engine light came on. But that was because of misfiring. Evidently, I took it, to, you know, I had it towed. Now I'm hoping I get reimbursed for that, but we'll see. So I had it towed. That was 250 bucks. I had it towed to my guy and he looked at it and they had to assess. And then they're like, you just need a new battery. So I got the new battery and I go out to my car yesterday morning and it's just dead. 
It's dead. Like I, I couldn't even open the fucking door with the remote. And when I went to turn it on, nothing. It has a brand new battery. So you know what it's time for? It's a new car for Kimberly. So I'm in the market for a new car. Um, I fortunately I'm not in an urgent hurry, but um, you know it's it's going to be in the next month or couple of weeks that I'll get a new car. So there's that. Yeah. And um, I don't even fun. remember. I don't. Well, yes, it's fun, and I'm grateful to have a new car. But it's like. I feel stressed out. And so that's what I was saying. It's like, yeah, it's stressful. It's a big purchase too. You know, you're making a big commitment. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's like when things, although I did last night, you know, I mean, it's, uh, I have a tendency to kind of get scared uh, over financial things. And I've been working on this personally now for about three years because I, I, I've realized about myself, I have money insecurity and it doesn't matter if I have money, I still have money insecurity. And Mm -hmm. so money doesn't cure money insecurity, your mindset. It's, it's all about your mindset. And I, you know, just to be real brief, and I talk about this a lot on my patrons only shows for those of you who are listening, um, I get personal, but you know, and I, and I talk about all this stuff because I'm trying to overcome some of these limiting mindsets that I have. And it's like, I've done a lot of research, not like I'm sitting here reading psychology books, but I like to listen. There's certain people I like to listen to on YouTube, doctors, scientists, mixing with spiritual stuff. But you know, there, there's a scientist out there. I can't remember his name, but he's talked about how to reprogram your subconscious um, in order to, you know, not have like f- default fears. And so, but that's yeah. m- one of my defaults is when something unexpected goes down, that's going to be costly for me. I get panicked and it doesn't matter if I can afford it or not. I just panic. And so mm-hmm. I, ha- I had my panic, you know, I had my panicked moment, but I, I wasn't too bad. I wasn't too bad. I mean, there was one point where Bob came in I was in my in the room and you know he comes in and he just gives me a hug and th- and then I just kind of allowed myself to get into the panic you know what I mean like I was trying not to panic but then he gives me the hug and I lose it and I'm crying and I'm saying all the things that I shouldn't say about myself sometimes all you need is a hug and sometimes I you know. need to let it out baby. yeah and and so I mean I, I I went through the whole I don't like it here I don't like it it's scary here you know <laughs> and I just went through all my fears and you know and then I just pulled myself together and I'm like all right here's how I'm gonna do it I'm going to do A, B, you know, I just get my ducks in a row. This is not at people get new cars all the time. It's just that I haven't purchased a new car since 2007. And so, you know, and it's funny because my dad's like, well, do you want your sister's car? And it's like, my sister's car has more miles than mine. No, thank you. But no. (laughs) So, um, you know, but it's like, I I want, what I really want to get is I think one of the major criteria is all wheel drive Four or all wheel drive is really what I want. Cause my mother has an all wheel drive and swears by it. So I'm, you know, probably going to do that, but yeah, I mean, it's like the times right now that we're in are so tumultuous and scary. And I wonder what my, you know, what's it going to be like as a senior? What, what is it going to be like for me? And I'm not even necessarily talking money. I'm just like the state of things. Are we going to be living in a democracy? And this is nothing we worried about in the fucking nineties. You know, it's like we weren't thinking about those things. And it's not that at the time Republicans were so great, but they could be shamed. You know, they could, if we shamed them, they would feel the shame and they would act in the shame. Now look at fucking George Santos. That guy is so creepy, and while it's easy to make fun of him, and I will make fun of him, it's it's not funny. What's happening with him is terrifying to me because he's getting – he gets all this dark money, and he's this blatant liar, and it's like the way he lies, the way he's so good at it, like not even affected. Well, yeah, I mean there's something – Dark. He's I, dark. I would imagine – yes – to lie about your mother dying yes and then to come out and announce that she's died again yeah to, to make fun of people who died in the holocaust yeah and then to stand on the floor of congress and ask people to bow their heads and in remembrance yeah like that's a that's what you call a flawed psyche yeah yeah <laughs> And it's terrifying. And it's like, how is this happening? It's like certain people are being chosen or groomed, you know, by dark money to get into politics. And now 
he would have never won if it wasn't for that fucked up gerrymandering in New York. Um, right. And they'll Which... never get rid of him. And I know there's a there's a video going all around Twitter right now of Kevin McCarthy on a morning show defending Santos. Name unconfirmed, if that's his real name. But yeah, of course he's defending him. He needs him because fucking uh, McCarthy is the weakest history, uh, weakest speaker in history. Weakest yeah. piece of shit speaker in history. And so he could literally have, you know, fucking, what's his name? Um, Richard Ramirez or Jeffrey Dahmer. And he would say, like, they, they just defend him to keep, yeah. the four, to keep the four vote uh, yeah. spread alive. You Think about this. Remember back in the day, it was 2017. And now one of my best friends on earth, the former campaign manager of Andrew Jans. Oh, right. Ran yes. In then California's 22nd district. Mm -hmm. And he ran against Devin Nunes. Mm -hmm which that, that district neighbors Kevin McCarthy's, right? And he came within like four points of of beating Nunez, which was like a feat mm -hmm. because they Nunez would win by 20 points always. There was never a Democrat yeah. that could come close, but that, that's a testament to the fact that, you know, Andrew was a great candidate, but Heather was a phenomenal yeah. campaign manager. But what what needs to have, people need to be, um, uh, I, I don't want you know encouraged mm -hmm. to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Yes, like, and and that that requires engaging. That that mm -hmm. requires um, you know getting out into the the neighborhoods and on the ground and having conversations. It's back to what what Senator Booker said about you know community involvement, community um, uh, activism is what actually moves the needle. And, and so, you know, Nunez of course was just garbage. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and McCarthy just like him, they, it's about power and it's about maintaining power. Like Kevin McCarthy is just an unabashed power hungry, you know, uh, he's not in it for the people. Yeah. I mean, of course, I mean, I'm, I, I obviously duh, but, but he wants his power. So he'll cut deals with QAnon conspiracy theorists and you know pro-violence insurrectionists like marjorie taylor green and put her on committees of that 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 have everything to say about our homeland security mm -hmm. because he mm -hmm. wants power he's he's elevating lunatics yeah yes okay yeah that and so people should get scared mm -hmm. by that Okay, people who are are beholden to the gun lobby, who you know, those are the people that are making decisions for our country now. Thank goodness, um, there's such a tiny, you know, they've got four votes to play with, right? Mm -hmm. That's not a lot. That's not that's not a you know, sit back and relax. Right. We're going to get our shit done. Yeah, and then we have a Democratic Senate, but but still, like, this is a generation mm -hmm. of insanity political yes, insanity it is that we are going to have to live through and and i gotta tell you um you know think about our moms because our moms are roughly the same age i mm -hmm. think your mom might be a year younger than my mom or, or two years younger than my mom so these are boomers these are women who were in the streets mm -hmm. who were who were living in a time when they're either they or their friends or their family members were undergoing illegal abortions some dying yeah they were in the streets fighting for civil rights. Um, you know, this is this is stuff that happened in their lifetime. They were uh, they were alive and going to school when schools were segregated, and now they're living through a time mm -hmm. when when they're watching white supremacy mm -hmm. just fly its flag freely, and people are getting elected to public office who believe that whites are supreme. Mm -hmm. And that people of color should have their rights stripped from them. In yeah. particular, what's going on in Florida with this critical oh race theory and, and Ron DeSantis banning AP, African American history. Like, we're, you know, who isn't paying attention right I know. now? Right, exactly. Get, get with the program because that's what's happening in our country right now. Yeah. If you don't think for a second that police culture is be the, the current police culture that is rampant in in just about every single department mm -hmm. of the country. I can't I can't speak to every municipal municipality. Mm -hmm. But when you've got a governor of a state the size of Florida 
that is as populous as Florida with as many people and as many impressionable folks uh, paying attention to what he's saying. And then you look at police culture when when black men are being killed disproportionately, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know whites that are being pulled over at traffic stops and being beaten to death. No. I, I I'll wait. It's not to hear happening. Those stories. Yeah, it's not happening. I don't I don't think that exists. Those things are tied together. When you look at governments, you know, state governments that are outlawing abortion and birth control, mm-hmm. and you look at the people who go into Planned Parenthoods across this country, and they are overwhelmingly people of color because our system is designed to keep people of color in places where they are marginalized because look who's in power and look at what those people who are in power will do to maintain that power sorry i I, that that just i i i was uh touched by an angel right there with that one and and i just (laughs) i had to get that off my chest a hundred percent yes it's all tied to it is it is and And we have a lot of work yes and you know here's the hopeful thing here's the hopeful thing is that we saw a huge uptick in young voters well i mean ever since trump came onto the scene and young voters really came out in 2020 and they really came out in 2022 and i'm you know i've said this before But I think it's just worth saying over and over again is that, you know, when I was a young person, I was that person that I'm yelling at now. Hey, go pay attention, you know, get engaged. I understand what it's like to be a young person who's not engaged. Now, if I were a young person in today's world, I believe I would be engaged. I mean, I, you know, the reason I wasn't as engaged is because I was so comfortable and I knew that I had what I needed. And, you know, if I knew like... Even though if I were a, a woman living in a blue state, a 21-year-old woman living in a blue state, knowing that I could go get an abortion right now, but if, you know, a woman in Kentucky can't or whatever, you know, whatever red state, that would scare the shit out of me. So I would be motivated. And I think that, unfortunately, it usually takes discomfort, people to be uncomfortable to get engaged. It's usually, you know, it's funny because um, when Jamie Harrison was on my show, He said, and and to a degree, I believe this is true, you know, Democrats need inspiration. Yes, we do. But we don't get off our ass when we feel comfortable. So you can inspire us all day long and we'll just assume that everybody else is going to go vote. So what motivates people across the board, whether you're right or, or left or whatever, is fear. And and so the the Republicans use fear you know, the, the the liberals are coming for your guns and they're coming for your stoves and all the bullshit culture that they, you know, culture war shit they do. But mm-hmm. Democrats need, and this is what Rachel Bittercoffer says, and I 100% agree, Democrats need to use reality to scare people. Hey, you're not, you can't, you can't, you don't have bodily autonomy, but then what they need to do is say, here's the solution to the problem. So if Democrats could get that messaging going and they're getting better at it, where they present the problem so you're sufficient they're going to take your fucking social security away they're talking about it get people yeah you have to find scare them into voting and and you know bob and i were talking on the after party on friday and he was saying that now that the country is so divided these these elections are close i mean bobert won by this small fucking number and so, you know, with the division, it's you're not seeing these big blowouts, the red wave that the right was calling for. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And we did no. get we did get a blue wave, but you know God, we had some hope there for a minute, didn't we, with the yes, house? Damn we did, it. we did. And but you know what? We and, and if New York hadn't fucked up with the gerrymandering, we well, would have we, we would have be been in a there. Whole different world it right would now. be a different world. But the thing is is we still have to deal with the right and and I don't like when they get scary. You know, I don't like, you know, I mean, I I didn't, you know, I thought, I wonder what we're going to see after Tyree's video was released. I mean, they, you know, Biden and Tyree's mother called for peaceful protests. Now, I haven't seen any protests so far. Um, Oakland hasn't, Oakland's been pretty quiet. Yeah. You know, we went, our city burned. Yeah, Uh, I know. Well, I think the reason is because they were immediately... Um, held accountable and some have argued if they were white 
uh, that would have been Come different. On. In we the, know, we well, know. But, well, but wait, wait, wait. Let me just yet. wait, wait. Let me just say this though. The I think in that case, it wouldn't have been different because the police chief was a black man, and I think the black man would have immediately held the white people to account. I could be wrong on this, but I think it's that in Memphis. In Memphis. Yeah, it's a woman, but yes. Oh, okay. I, I didn't realize. Yeah. I th- but but be- I, I, I wonder. Well, it's I'll tell true. You, the, new, you... the new district attorney isn't playing. Mm-hmm. That that dude is not playing. Yeah. I can't think of his name right now. But yes, you know, maybe so. And wouldn't that be freaking a, a move in the right direction? Yeah, but I mean, but I will say this though, because the the police chief is black, I think perhaps you know, I mean, I I, I mean the police that killed him were black so i'm not Mm -hmm. saying that black cops are are the only answer or you know black authority is the only answer but the idea here is yes we have all seen it white fucking cops kill and get away with it period the black cops Mm -hmm. that are doing it are being held to account so i don't want to sound like i'm thinking like oh this is so different but i think it's different in this particular instance but on a broader level hell yes if this were another state and the police chief is white, these if 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 the men that killed Tyree, uh, they'd be wa- they would be free right now. I don't you know maybe they would have a trial and maybe like with Derek Chauvin and all that yeah, it would depend yeah. on the judge and the jury. But in this particular case, swift action was taken against the police officers. They were jailed. They lost their jobs and all that. So I think perhaps that's maybe why. I don't know. There's no protests. Mm. But I was nervous, you know, I was thinking, oh, no, oh, I was scared. And, and what I was yeah, nervous I was really about, what I was nervous about was not the fucking protesters. It was about the right wing bad actors who are going to go in there and cause violence to, and point and go look at Antifa. You know, mm-hmm. I was not worried about the fucking protesters because, mm-hmm. you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the burning. And, and then the other thing that I was worried about, and I'm sorry to bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up because people like Joe Walsh are going to say violence is never the answer. And it's like, you know what? When people are getting killed by police and nothing happens and nothing happens and nothing happens, your fucking peaceful requests don't matter. They don't listen to them. I don't advocate violence, but you have to understand what's the human psyche. You push someone to the limit and they're going to fucking, there's going to be some kind of physical reaction. And right and wrong at this point isn't going to come into play because you get people, I'm always going to go back to that scene in in Suffragette when the man was yelling at the woman and talking about how she was throwing bombs through the window and she says violence is the only language you understand and and it's unfortunate that it's that way but it's that way because people keep getting killed by cops and it didn't not, yeah. you know nothing happens to them i mean occasionally something happens to him but the man's name who i can't remember who was fucking murdered and couldn't breathe for selling cigarettes single cigarettes that guy didn't get fucking Eric. nothing happened. What Eric was his Eric, what was his name? Eric Garland. That was his name, yes. Oh my god. I mean it was just and Breonna Taylor and and um Sandra Bland and all these people. I mean it's just it needs to fucking stop. It just needs to stop. And I don't know, I'm just ranting about this and it's upsetting because there's also things like as a white person, as a privileged white person, I, I, I always fear that I'm gonna say something that sounds ignorant or you know, I will say my intention is absolutely pure. I don't have the authority on this. I don't speak. I mean, you know, I was in Beverly Hills when I was, I don't know, I was like 27 or something. And I was breaking every law on the road. I was speeding. I didn't stop for stop signs. There was fucking children. I mean, and I was speeding in a residential area. So it wasn't like I was going 60, but like maybe it was 35 miles an hour and I was going 45 miles an hour. But I, you know, I was breaking all the laws and I was dressed up for work and I was pretty, I, you know, my hair and makeup were done and everything. So I get pulled over by this very handsome Beverly Hills cop. I mean, just fucking babe. He was a babe. And he looked at me and he said, you know what? It's my birthday and you're going to get the gift. Just drive safe. I, nothing happened to me. Nothing. You know, if, if I were a black person, I can guarantee you. Oh, come on. You've been pulled out of the car. Yes. Yes. Just for sport. Yeah. So, and it's like, I recognize that. that I'm sorry. I I don't know. 
okay, maybe I should. I, I don't know what would have happened. I wasn't there. Let me let me take that back. Yeah. But but oftentimes that's yes. what happens. That that's what happens from a fucking. You know, I mean, I I was treated differently. There was one time in Glendale when a woman cop pulled me over, and I pulled you know I pulled into a grocery store, a parking lot, and so she was fucking serious. She meant business. And she wanted to be taken seriously. And I asked if I could get out of the car because I was going to go into the store. And I mean, I was, it was just a traffic. It was clear I was not like a violent person. And she treated me like I was not to be trusted. I mean, she didn't do anything. It was just her attitude. But I'm telling you, the men who have pulled me over, I've gotten tickets from men for sure. But I've also gotten, you know, I've also been like, lucky you. Here's, you know, I was fucking pulled over. Listen to this. It was, I was in Pasadena, California, where they have one-way streets, right? So I was at a club with my friend, uh, Lourdes and her brother, and we were all, I, Lourdes is like eight years older than me, and her brother was around my age. So at the time, we were like in our 30s, and Lourdes was in her 40s. And so we go to a bar, and I think I had like a drink. I had a couple of drinks, and I think I was a little tipsy, but I wasn't drunk, and then I had a bunch of water, so it was like maybe an hour before... Uh, you know, the last drink I had was an hour before we left. And, you know, I get into the car and the, it, the it's like two o'clock in the morning. So everybody's being let out. So all the cops are out. And so, you know, I'm driving and I accidentally turn right on a one way street that was, you know, going in the opposite direction. And I immediately realized it and I pull over. But then there was a cop. And I don't know if I was legally drunk. I don't think I was, but there's a chance because I had a couple of drinks. And so um, the cop comes over and I said, I know exactly what I did. This is a one-way street and I forgot. And so he said, have you been drinking? And I said, yes, I had a couple of drinks. The last one was an hour ago and I had a bunch of water. And so then, so then he just looks at me and he goes, where do you live? And I said, Glendale. And he goes, where's Glendale? So I point to Glendale and he goes, just drive home safe Jeez, that was God it almighty. nothing else right can you can you imagine <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know and I, like i said I mean, i've gotten tickets before but i've never been harassed like that my mother was harassed as i said earlier by the glendale police because you know she's a woman so they treated her like shit but i mean when you're an attractive woman or an attractive man even and you're white you know like a white cop is going to be friendlier to an attractive white man it just is because that's what we do and that needs to fucking stop it's ridiculous it's just fucking ridiculous i don't deserve that privilege i don't need it i don't want it i don't want to be taken out and killed but it's like i don't deserve that privilege just based on what my skin color which i have nothing to do i have nothing to do with that it's just it's it's god our country's so fucked up right now it's just it's so fucked up and i don't know how we're gonna get out of it but i mean i just i hope we can figure it out i really do I, I don't I don't even know what to think you know well here's here's uh, we we've had it really pretty good yes we have you know yeah. and and I think we you know you said it earlier but it's like you know people didn't show up to vote mm -hmm. you know during the Obama years we weren't paying attention as closely mm -hmm. and now yeah. we're paying for that right and I mean I just you know I got I have friends who left Iran during the revolution uh, in and and made lives for them so you know like went to other foreign countries mm -hmm. with the clothes on their back and whatever you know they could carry and made lives for themselves and then you know they understand true struggles for freedom and things like that you yeah, know right um yeah we we're like I, I think of, I think I, I, I don't know. I'm, I guess we're just, we're down to fight. Yeah. We well, that's the be. thing. We, you know, I mean, I guess it's cyclical, right? Where there's always going to be a period of where we're comfortable, and then we get so comfortable that we don't pay attention, and then shit happens, and then we pay attention, and we have to deal with it. And I guess this is the cycle we're in. But I hope that it's enough. Oh, and quickly before we end, I just have to. I'm going to probably be talking about this a lot, but I am on Spoutable. There's like almost nobody there. Um, I know Marmel is there and Bob is there. D'Onofrio, Vincent D'Onofrio, Kirsten Warren. 
um, there's the guy that you know. You know the guy on Twitter who it, his Twitter handle always starts with "I smoked," like "I smoked Twitter" or whatever it is. Um, he's on there. I know he's like a major boozy. He's like fucking close with boozy, and um, so there's a few people on there that I don't know. And then I know some of the people who have created Spoutable, but I will say this, and I will continue to say it. Spoutable is fucking awesome. It's slightly glitchy now. Um, not major. There's nothing major. All the glitches that are on there are fucking deal. You could easily to deal. It's very easy. And what's really nice is you are getting notifications, whereas on post, you're not getting, at least I'm not getting notifications, which is annoying. Yeah. I'm going to get rid of those other accounts. Like yeah. Mastodon, sorry. No, no I can't I just, even take Mastodon. I want one place to go. Yeah. I love Christopher Boozy. Mm-hmm. He's brilliant. <laughs> Whatever is glitching is going to get worked out. It will. It sounds, yeah. He's 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 already engaging potential, um, yeah. uh, you know, subscribers or whatever we call whatever we're yeah. called. Uh, users, users, <laughs> users. That's the word. Yeah, users. I know, I know English. Um, he, but he's cool. You know, he's what's so it called funny. now? He 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 pulls people. Like, what's it going to be called when you when you spout something off or when you share somebody's? Um, it was look. cute. He's just he's like, well, clearly everybody wants this, so we're changing what it's called. And I can't remember what it was, but he's just such a delightful person. And, it's uh, echo. Uh, so you yeah. can it's quote spout or you can echo. Echo. Okay. Yeah. Quote spout or echo. Cute. And then he and then I'm instead happy. of instead of trending, it's called making waves. Mm, mm-hmm. So he's got that. And making you know, waves, that's the one. Yeah, and, and then uh, what was really funny was when I was there, when I first joined, I think I used to I think I used the hashtag something like I feel like it's Christmas morning or something. And then it was in the making waves because like no one's on there. So my one hashtag made it to the making waves, which was funny. But, um, you know, it's going to open on the first and of February. So this is really funny because I was talking to someone else completely about a new website. And the goal was to launch right about now. And that's not happening right now because they had a glitch and, you know, everybody keeps saying, is this the website you're talking about? No, it's not. Spoutable is not the website I was talking about. The other one looks a little bit more like Facebook. And frankly, what I would like is both because it's like I like having Twitter and Facebook, but I fucking hate Facebook and they just let Donald Trump back on. So it's like I would just much rather find and this other place is way better than Facebook because aside from the fact that the guy who created it is not an asshole, Um, I mean, he's not known like Boozy is, but, you know, he's a good guy. But there's a way to monetize on this for for people with, you know, you'd have to have a decent following, but you can monetize. And I can't really get into it, but but it would change. It would be a real game changer for grassroots organizing and stuff like that because you could actually make money and it would be passive income. It wouldn't be huge. But I don't know. I mean, maybe somebody could make a couple hundred dollars a month just be, just for doing what you would normally do on Twitter anyway or on whatever site you're on. So we'll see what happens with that. But I know there are certain people who like one one main hub. For me, Twitter is my main hub. And then everything else is extra. So I, just I, want, yeah. I just I want that that main hub. Yeah. Um and I want because I'm I miss Twitter, but I I because Twitter to me is just it isn't the same. No, it's disgusting. It is my disgusting. one big my one big thrill on Twitter. You know, I have to search for people like mm-hmm. you used to just be right there. Mm-hmm. I can't. You know, it, I, it's dumb. And then the for you, I don't want that shit. Yeah, that's not for me. I you know. want that to be for me? Ew. Um, I'm done with Facebook. I will say that uh, I have recently started enjoying Instagram, yeah. and I'm all about the recipes. <laughs> That's my jam. The, oh, recipes and Bob. Bob Seska uh, yeah. plays. He he does a really good. Instagram. He does. Uh, he, he, he runs a really good Instagram, so that's kind of fun. I love to see him in front of the camera with his nerd museum behind him. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, it, it's, you know, yeah. hopefully Spoutable. Hopefully Spoutable was, is good, and I, I love that it's sort of, it's based on, there will be no abuse happening on this exactly. side. Exactly, so, yeah. So, yeah, and we need that. that that's right. That's how we fight, right? Yeah. And that is going to be a tool. Way. That'll be a tool for us. And what's going to be funny is like if if it gets if it does replace Twitter, then you're going to see the Marjorie Taylor Greens and everything wanting on. And if they don't follow the rules, 
they get kicked off. Fuck you. Ha ha. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I know you have to go. So I'm so grateful that you had the time to talk. Uh, I'm so grateful that it's you because I kind of needed to talk to you yesterday. It was kind of stressful for me, but that's okay because it's all working out. And I just absolutely adore you. You know, you're one of my best and most favorite friends in the whole wide world. So yeah, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> me too. I get to, I, I do baby talk when I talk to Kimberly. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just it's it, it's been too long. I love this. Sometimes I feel like our our phone conversations are just this exactly, but not being recorded. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> We, I, I was just going to say that it. when you were talking. And I'm like, I'm not, this is. I'm not doing dishes. So. <laughs> I and I was just going to say, it sounds like our phone conversation. So, absolutely. All right. Before I let you go, tell everybody where to find you. For now. Oh, well, for now. <laughs> uh, so, I'm, I'm at Steph for Oakland on Twitter, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, if I could just put a little plug in, if you are somebody who, you know, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you are uh, a reproductive justice champion. Mm-hmm. And if you have it in your heart to give your time or your hard earned dollars to um, your local Planned Parenthood affiliate, I know that um, we could use it. They could use it wherever you happen to be. You know, it's not just uh, just helping to uh, facilitate um, abortion as health care, but it's also sometimes helping to facilitate gender affirming care mm-hmm. or uh, immunizations for children who need to start school or prostate mm-hmm. exams for you know, uh, a, 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 any man in your life. I mean, it's cancer screen, it's everything. Mm-hmm. So like, we got to take care of each other. Yeah. And uh, so if I, I, that was just my little plug, you know, I, I, I just got to tell you that's, this of is how course. we're going to make it through. Well, wait, what's, parent, what's your Instagram? What's your, what's your oh. Instagram? Oh, what's my Instagram? Oh, Steph Dominguez Walton. Steph Dominguez Walton. I think I changed Walton. it recently. Okay. You know well, how they let you do, yeah, Steph Dominguez Walton. Yes. Hey. Well, uh, my request is when you get on Spoutable, make your name Steph Walton. Because when you're on the podcast, it'll be so much easier. Although we do have more characters, you know. Well, but say, hey, hang on. I... I I am a Dominguez and I I have to put that in. That's I'm, fine. I'm thinking maybe I'm thinking Steph D W because that's what people call me at work because there's another Steph and I'm just S D W. Um, well, see, I want you to put your your full name and the reason why is because whenever I have people on my podcast, I like there are certain people where I have to write their name and then I have to add their handle so they know who I'm talking about. If your name is in your handle, then it takes up less space. So I just that that that's what a podcaster thinks. <laughs> Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Okay. You do what you want, but I'm just putting in my request. All right. I'm going to ask you anyway. I better get that account. <laughs> you're going to get it. You're going to get it. And all right. Okay. So, uh, all right, honey bunny. What, wait, wait, wait. Everybody can find me at, uh, right now on Twitter, author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Don't forget the E. But on Spoutable, which you can't get on yet, but when you can, I'm just Kimberly Johnson. So there you go. But anyway, you can find all my books on Amazon. Steph, I love you, and we will talk soon. I love you too, honey bunny. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>